Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 209. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. When we last left off, we were in the scouting quarter, and uh, just outside the door to Catchin's hut, he is upon the ground. Hepa's assessment is that in the morning, this crime scene uh, reenactment, you know, helped by the fact that Fenwin's right there and will answer questions. Fenwin knocked on his door, he opens the door, and she had probably, like, already moved further back away and flung the pollen at him, and he passed out and, like, fell into the courtyard-type space. He is... Dressed just in his breeches and kind of blousey type shirt that he wears under his robes. And he does not currently possess any staff or wand or anything like that, so he didn't have anything in his hands when right. he passed out. Best. So when Katrin arrived with Trick yesterday, he simply had the staff and he had his little cross chest satchel type thing. Right. All right. What do you guys want to do? So at some point we were allowed to approach him. You approached Katchen at the end of the previous episode. You did an initial diagnosis of his condition. Right. And you determined that he is alive and breathing, but non-responsive to stimuli, other than autonomic responses. Okay. So his pupils will constrict when exposed to light. Like, that's all normal and working properly. But he doesn't have any kind of response to pain stimulus or, or anything like that. Do you have any... Strong sense in that apothecary kit. Like smelling salts? Yes. I don't know. We actually have a... Some of the things in the mall shop were pretty pungent. I mean... You could not sleep through. So with my medical diagnosis, that's something that I don't think will okay. work, right? You're you're yeah. right. Like, if that's... I think okay. we need to do we something, something more serious. Can we get him onto his bed? Absolutely. Uh, it's Beowin to give me a hand. <laughs> you don't think you can pick up tiny little catching? <laughs> I don't think that's the best way to carry you. Oh, what are you thinking? What type of carrier are you thinking? I think like one of us should be on one end, one of the other. As opposed to me, just like, I don't. is it okay for me to just like over the shoulder here? I guess I was thinking like arms under. Yeah, we could, I suppose I could just do that. Beowin is happy to assist you if you wish. No, I think yes. I will use Beowin because like we don't know how okay. the full extent of his injuries. We don't know how dense he is. We need to be okay. cautious. He's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. So with a second person, you move him cautiously back into the little guest quarters. I'm picturing Elvis guest quarters as having like a simple cot and a table with a chair. There's probably also some form of like artwork, something swirly and branch-like. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you think would be in a guest house in your village? So, but it's in, like, the scout quarters. Because the scouts, they're not, like, a militia, but they're the closest thing to... Right. Like, police forces don't exist 
Right. The scouts are the closest thing to an internal security force. So when visitors do arrive, the quarters that are there, which are like transient housing for scouts, because scouts are frequently out. Right. That is where these visitors get housed if the visitors are not like relatives staying with a specific family. So then I would think it would be a little bit less, maybe not as much stuff in it. It'd be more minimalist, but maybe like a pitcher or wash basin yeah. or something oh, okay. like that. Unless we have running water no, in the house. Yeah. There's not plumbing. <laughs> no plumbing. So yeah, I would imagine something like that, maybe a stool. Okay. To sit on and whittle or whatever scouts do. <laughs> <laughs> I would, while they're doing that, I would like to, I am actually going to go through his things. I want okay. to see what he was taking. Okay. And what else is in his stuff. I mostly, but I do want to see what he was, what form he was taking, and hopefully it's not dangerous. Okay. So they're carefully transferring Kachin to his bed, and you go into his hut and you start going through his satchel. Yeah, I mean, how close is the satchel to these guys? His satchel is like right next to his cot. Bed? Okay. Then I'm going to let them set him down, and then I'm going to say, I'm going to go through his satchel, and I don't know what's in there. You say it that way, and Fenowin is going to, that's a cause for alarm for Fenowin. Well, Fenowin can so wait like, outside. She, she was like, well, perhaps we should remove it into an open area before you... Trick will interject to try to cut Fenowin off. And... You wanted her help. I did. <laughs> I'll say, Fenowin, could you give us a full rundown of what exactly is in the pollen? And you would know best what could help us neutralize it so we can... Uh, perhaps you just want to wait outside just in case. So, Trick, do you want to, like, go with her to her, like, lab bench, essentially, and get, like, samples? Yeah, I think that's fine. Wait, is there still more pollen in here? Because that could There's be... only some at the door. There was pollen on physically on him because right. he got hit with it. She potentially has more, like, pollen bombs on her. Right. It's, it's not like there's a catch-and-shaped outline in a pool of pollen on the ground. It wasn't right. that extensive but I but I don't know exactly how sensitive everything is I am going to take his stuff outside and move away from the pollen at least that doesn't help if there's two of us unconscious (laughs) Hepa might even say that a little passive aggressively yeah that makes sense (laughs) she's just warning everybody there's no point I don't don't think the dapper in cap will kill us but no point in exposing everybody do you want me to take it no I want to see what's in there okay so Kachin is now placed on his bed and Hepa takes his satchel out into the open space. Do you wish to stick around, or do you wish to go? I said I was going to accompany Benoin, so I'll, okay. I'll do that, and then I'll have a better extent of her armory. All right. So, Hepa, you start going through the satchel. Yeah. It's not a very large satchel. It has, like, certain quantities of dried food, trail ration-type stuff, and, like, a water skin. You also find that there is... An adventurer's journal. <laughs> there is a bound multi-page parchment thing. It is tied shut. And there is also a pouch that when you open the pouch, it contains some sort of dried vegetable-ish matter. Right. I don't know that I've ever encountered Dapper Incap. You have never seen a Dapper Incap. You've only seen, you've heard descriptions of it. Right. Does it look like any of the descriptions? So, or is this just feature? You? you can make a survival check. Okay. Because otherwise, we're going to be holding it and trying to cast, and maybe eating a little. <laughs> First reaction. Oh my goodness. What's the difficulty on this? So you've never seen it yourself. You've only heard it described, 
and whatever this is is dried and in pieces. So I am going to set the difficulty at two purples, but there are two blacks, and there are two story points. Do I want to use a story point for this? Yeah, I probably do. Well, that didn't help. Two threats. We could start with smelling it. Well, <laughs> could start oh. there, but do you? Well, what happens with the threats? Or is that what you were saying with the threats? I actually yeah. taste it. Okay. We have options regarding the threats because, once again, there is a threat counter in play. Right. So with those threats, you could take a black die on your next role related to the medicine or research. It's not going to affect you unless you want to say, oh, those threats mean I do ingest some. Like, that's a legitimate right. way for you to choose to spend it. I'm not going to dictate that I don't you think do it'd be fair, because I have knack for it for medicine, I don't think it'd be fair to apply it to that. I mean, it would be clever, but not really fair. <laughs> it's the way the game works. That's why you have that, that talent, though. I mean, that would consume one of the threats, and then the other one could go to the counter. That's a good way to do it. It would be armor against the threat counter. Okay, we'll put it into the next check. So then you're going to... Your knack for it only applies to medicine, so... Yeah. But I don't know if it, or I don't know if this would be an alchemy. Well, that depends what you're doing. I don't, what was I doing before? I was looking at it to try to see if it was Dapperine Cap. If you are planning to assess what it is by tasting it, I see your point about alchemy being the, the skill for identifying poisons. and. Yeah, I mean, alchemy seems like it would be more... I mean... Okay, so first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to smell his water and see if that smells like water. The bowl and the pitcher? The and... wineskin. Whatever he oh. has in his wineskin. Just Holy, to make you sure. had a dowsing rod? Because it could be, <laughs> right? Because it could just be that this is something else and I, he drinks it in his water or whatever. I see, I see. So you want to analyze his wineskin. Yeah, I mean, it can be just a quick sniff just to see if it smells different than water Okay. in a wineskin. All right, I don't think that requires a check. It smells very slightly of alcohol. It's probably the same sort of super weak ale. Okay, so it's probably just travel liquid. Dwarvish exports. Okay, so then it seems to me like the most likely scenario is that this stuff is the Dapperine cap. Why don't I go to the book, see if he has a recipe in there or something? Because even if I know what this is, that still doesn't tell me how he takes it. Okay, so Hepa opens up the book. Trick. Yep. You go with Fenowen. She technically has a house. You're not sure she ever actually like uses it. I think it. she is a house for birds. It's that glade that she's always found in. This is my room. Amazing. A room without walls. So, but she takes you to a part of the glade that you hadn't been in before, pushes back like some vines or whatever into like a little cave entrance. Not like an access to the tunnels, just like a place where there's like a larger bouldery type thing yeah. with a depression. Okay. And she's got a little workbench set up there and she's got all sorts of like herbs hanging for drying and you know, like the way red peppers are all bunched together and okay. like okay. oregano. And so these things are all very pungent. It's not as the atmosphere is thick, not as much as the mall shop because this doesn't have walls. It's got a curtain of vines, That's true. but Yes, there is some cooling sense. And there's also like a stand of flowers outside, like a group of flowers that are clearly being all cultivated because normally in the wild, you wouldn't see all the same type of flower in this like... This nice, neat little collection. So that is like the main component. 
okay. of the pollen attack, but the pollen attack is not just, oh, the pollen of this plant happens to... This mixed with, you know, stabilizing agent and some other stuff. And, and, and a few other active ingredients. Yeah. So essentially she, like, fills your arms with various different components because you wanted to know all of what went into it. This is true. I mean, it does you no good for her just to rattle off a list of them. That's but true. she does give a list. It's not completely mundane items in this list, though, so you might be able to tolerate hearing a list. Oh, well, that's good. So I've got all this whole thing. Like, obviously, I'm not going to make more. Like, right. Maybe I'll t- pack these away as things to destroy or evidence or who knows. Yeah, or, you know, the individual ingredients might be helpful to have up for counteracting. Right. Like, this is more of a, like, Trish just thought, like, oh, she was experimenting with something, but she's got a whole bunch. She doesn't have, like, racks and racks of, like, fully formulated powder. No. But she has, clearly, more of these, for want of a better word, pollen So, bottles. Trick will ask, perhaps a leading question, of, like, there's way more of this. It wasn't just an experiment. Like, did the council ask you to work on this? You used your favor, so she's agreed to help you. Yes. So, she tells you that she's sure the council will be grateful for her work to defend the forest. Provided our visitor is still alive. How can we get this out of his system? Oh. <laughs> she was about to say... Uh, oh, he'll be fine. Well, no, she was going to say, like, you know, clearly it's it's effective as a technique, but, oh, get it out of his system. Yes. Well, you'd probably... The, you know, environmental cleanup, if you will. She assumes that it's whatever was inhaled that's the problem, so you I mean, could maybe that... do something with, like, trying to, like, expel all of the air from his lungs, or... that a thing you can do, or do you think Hepa would know how to do that? I mean, I can try to get some bellows. That's what I can do. <laughs> Stick one up his nose and... Like the scene in Princess Bride. Too <laughs> Only mostly dead. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. You're saying he needs true love's kiss to wake him up? <laughs> Quick, get Elith in here. I'm still trying to think, like, if she thinks it's weaponized and she's using this pollen, wouldn't everybody go unconscious if he wasn't consuming Only it? Only people who are dapper in cap on them or in their person. But what about people nearby? I think they'd be fine. Or they would sneeze. So she also says it's possible that, you know, just dealing with the lungs is not going to help. Like, if there is... It's probably... A metaphysical... He's probably got dapper in cap in his blood because he takes it as medicine. Uh, well, that's not something she had anticipated an attacker doing. Well, now you know. Humans use it as medicine sometimes. <laughs> They're so dumb when they weaponize, they just inject it into themselves. You know, she was more expecting them to have it in a form that they could expose elves to, because that's what would cut off the elves' connection to the Trick be slightly silly, like, well, some humans believe that elves are cannibals, so that if they fill their blood with daprinka that the carnivorous elves would feast upon them and then die. You're going to need to make a deception check. <laughs> I mean, it's like fairies and consuming iron. Uh, she tells you iron is not a joking matter. What is her... Uh, her, her vigilance? Goal? Her vigilance, yes. I'm playing her so flighty, I feel like she probably doesn't have any vigilance. Perhaps not. She might have a, some levels of will, though. Yes, she does have three will. So okay. I'll say she does not actually have any vigilance. Okay. But she has three will. And I'll spend a story point. One successful triumph, one advantage. Okay. What is the effect you are going for with this story? Because you have a success and a triumph here. So unlike some other conversations between young elves and Fenelon, I'm not going to say this is going to make her think there's a whole new level of threat here. Right, right. 
<laughs> I want it to be something that, like, she comes to realize, like, she really doesn't understand humans and how. Okay. She, it is true, was operating in a, a sort of assumption of if a human develops this weapon, now all these humans are going to come get us with this weapon. Not understanding anything, even about, like, the closest major human settlement is several days away by foot and, and doesn't care about your forest. They <laughs> forget that we exist, essentially, is the current status of... They're so uninformed about elves that they think elves might be cannibals. Yeah. Yes, so you get across to her that she like, is misunderstanding the, like the This threat. being weaponized is not the threat we have to worry about. <laughs> like, people chopping down trees, that's a threat. People it's, accidentally okay. poisoning our water. That's a threat. Okay, because she was she was gonna fall down the question regarding like, well, what is the threat then? Because yes. you you have brought in this human. You were saying that it was to help us with threats. Like, what threats is this human supposed to help us with? He's working with Uncle Thrandalil to help develop defenses against the undead, because he's a mage. Oh. And Uncle Thrandalil believes that humans have some unfortunate necromancy. You know, exists in some places among human settlements. Generally not tolerated, but the capability can be there. So that's what we're trying to do. But that's why he's, you know, not just a visitor, but a potential ally. And we are just, we're not the Great Forest. You know, we don't have that many of us here. Uh, my understanding is, you know, we pulled back to our forest 30 years ago and it worked out for us. But if the undead had turned into the forest instead of chasing after, you know, the refugees from Hisenham, things could have gone very differently. Well, some of them did turn into the forest. It did turn out poorly. Yes, I am actually aware of just how poorly it turned out or something. But imagine being overrun. Like, if an undead army shows up at our forest, there are not enough of us to deal with that. That is why hiding in the forest and, and using its strengths, she kind of like gestures to like, you know, all the plants and stuff around her. Yes. It's our first line of defense, but it doesn't need to be our only line of defense. Yes, I think uh, the dwarves talk to me about defense in depth, because they love digging so much. They like to say, you know, we want an all-of-the-below strategy. But anyway, how how can we get this out of his system? What will neutralize these pollens? What counteracts? Are there, like, I don't know, lizards or birds that eat these things and are not as strongly affected by these? These are the things that Trick understands. Right. So... Or is there a different kind of fungus that does feast upon... Trigger's happy to make, like, a joint survival check or something. Yeah, I was thinking a survival check because it would be fair to say that there could be specific plants that she can think of, and then it would be a matter of, oh, yeah, but those aren't ones that I keep on hand, and then you go on, like, a foraging. Yes, I think that makes sense. So I think I think a joint survival check in that regard. Tell me about a difficulty. Surely well, she has survival. It is a joint check, so I should tell you that Fenwin has four cunning. Four cunning. For all that she seems like an airhead sometimes, she is in fact highly cunning in the natural intelligence. Like, because cunning is the sort of intelligence that is tied up with nature and things. Yes, it's tied up with nature and urban environments somehow. Okay. There's a significant number of things to recover, though. Yeah, I'm going to say three purples to indicate the, the large audience of things you need to gather. Okay. You can also take a blue die for a mate oh. if you're going to dispatch mate to... I think that's a good good use case for him. Because he can fly around and, and maybe Point spot things. Point out some things. And are you going to enlist anybody else's help? They wouldn't change the die pool, but I just want to know narratively. 
I'm going to enlist Endopolis, because Renwick is out like on the border. He doesn't want to go looking out for foraging. But I think Endopolis would look at it as a good way to get away from being on the border patrol. And that's okay. a good reason why he doesn't contribute a blue die. Okay, yes. So your crew is like off for a few days, like having finished your border patrol. But of course, Renwick was going to spend that, you know. Training. Training. So Endopolis is pleased to accept a, a scout responsibility that is not go run that yeah. tough elf mutter again. Okay. He can be up on Milk Toast's pony. He can have a slightly better sight line locally. And he can also, like, deliver things back. You know, he's got a lot of experience sleeping. If only that was Gadget's problem. I mean, in a way, it is. Okay. Let me roll that. That is a negative. Uh, the advantage situation is five. So, you are able to find some of the ingredients, but not everything that she thought. All right, well... Maybe Hepa has some equivalents to these things in her kit. That is true. Her alchemy kit could have some other equivalents. We know how to combine these to be useful, maybe. Okay. So we can give a blue die towards a roll to concoct something, and we can say that the alchemical kit contains some not local ingredients yeah. that can serve some of the same purposes. Hepa actually has experience brewing oh, yeah, that's true. counter... Things with just random ingredients found in the kitchen. So this will be a similar sort of experience. Now she'll be like the Damal. Oh, we don't need all this stuff. We just use... But also, like, that's your day. Yep. Peppa, you untie the string and you look inside the book. You do not see things that you recognize as letters. Okay. You see a lot of squiggles that recur often. Right. And every now and then, you do pick out some letter-type things that are maybe, whatever form of writing this is, things that don't fit into that idiom, right. end up having something that looks more like a normal letter. Can I use lore or something just to so try to identify? You, you can make a lore check for three purples, and then I will tell you more things. Do you want me to apply the black dive to this, then? Yeah. So I failed, but... I have an advantage. You don't know what this chicken scratch is. Okay. But also, it's clearly not not how humans write normally. Like, you saw plenty of... Not plenty of. You saw examples of human writing on the monument in Hissenham, the excise tasks plaque. Could I use the advantage to identify whether or not this is Catchin's handwriting? Because I've seen it on the... Oh, okay. That's true. You have seen Catchin's regular writing. Right. So if you compare the written sample you have from him, it's fair to say, like, this book was in his bag. Right. What you find is that, yes, the ink looks the same, the pressure looks the same. Okay. Also, this book that gets tied shut, it's not full. There's a space. Okay. Like, so it's enough for you to conclude this is a book that he is actively writing in. Right. Not something he's picked up from somewhere. Right, and there's nothing in there that looks like a recipe of a sort. There are some illustrations in there. Okay. But because you did not succeed the lore check, right, you can't figure out what any of the meaning is right. of the things around the pictures. Right. There is a sketch of the staff that you guys found together in the foul pen, and there is also a sketch of what you would believe a dapper ink cap to look like. Okay. There are sketches of various other things as well including some rings, not just the one that he has now, thanks to you. Right. So 
this contributes to your, oh, this is something he's actively maintaining. Because there is a drawing of a ring that looks like the ring of Greta. Right. And it comes earlier in the book than the sketch of the staff. Okay. I found out some interesting things, but I really can't find out much more, probably without studying the crap out of this book. But I know that's not exactly why I'm here, and I did get to look in the book. So I will close that up. And then I guess at this point, I think I can just assume that the stuff is Dapper and Cap. I still don't know what he's doing to take it. I don't know if he eats a stick or if he just scrapes a little bit off into tea. Yeah, you have no idea what the dosage level is. Yeah, so I don't really know what he's doing with it. I don't really know that there's much that I'm going to find out by experimenting with it. I mean, I'd love to analyze the components. Maybe more about figuring out how to do an antidote for it. Although a heal spell might be able to remove poisons, right? Isn't that one of the effects you can do? Healing healing can remove a condition. But is coma a condition? Well, <laughs> I will tell one? you, like, there is multiple, like, conditions at play here. Like, right. one role is not going to solve this problem. Right. There is a negative reaction between two things going on. Right. And so it is a complicated thing. But... You could maybe, like, lessen some of the effects, or you could maybe, like, learn something diagnostic. Right. Whatever it is that you choose to do, that activity is going to be how Heva spends this day. Right. The trick is spending it gathering materials from a, an herbal approach to counteract what happened. Right. You're making your initial foray into understanding the situation. Right. So with the point of neutralizing this stuff, I don't know that healing would be the first thing I would think of at this point because it's not going to do the full effect. More about finding out the battle plan. Did my previous medicine check kind of cover, like, how long can he maintain in this at this state before it's dangerous? And do I need to do something maintenance-wise? I could do a heal check to try to keep him stable. Your initial diagnostic medicine check determined that he was in a coma, but that he's breathing and that he has a, a pulse. That is slow, but, but there. Yeah. In terms of maintenance, the biggest issue is going to be nourishment and water. Right. Which, hypothetically, does not matter for a few days. Right. Except he's already malnourished. Right. right. So, in terms of, like, maintenance, there is the issue of not wanting him to starve. So I would have to rig up some sort of feeding tube or something. And I think the best use of my time right now is to do alchemical analysis on the stuff that I believe is the dapper ink cap. Because okay. once Fenwin shows back up, it seems like she gets really freaky about this stuff. So while she's not there, it might be good for me to go get my kit and just like sit down and try to analyze it in a place that's not near everybody. Okay. He's unconscious, but Beowen is going to maintain like a guard at his hut. Right. Just like somebody should keep an eye on him in case his condition changes in some way. or Right. Well, I won't go far. Were you going to go get your alchemical stuff and then, like, set up to work at his hut? or you? Yeah, pretty okay. much near him in case something okay. happens. I'll get my bag of herbs and my alchemy. Your I'll alchemy just... vest? Yeah, I'll just basically get all of the components I have. Right. Everything in my inventory that stacks, I will be carrying. All right, then I would like you to make an alchemy check. To reflect how your day is going. Two purples. I succeed with a threat. Do I expose myself to the stuff? Not for one threat. Oh, okay. I will take your threat and I will stick it on my threat counter. All right. You analyze this dried stuff and indeed 
you believe it is the Dapper Ink Cap. Okay. It is in dried form, and you don't find any other, like, reagents or anything in his supplies. Right. So if he is mixing it with anything that he would have on his person all the time, the only thing would be his ale skin and his food. You don't find any other herbs or things like that that he would be doing stuff with. How many does he have on him with the dried things? So they're like in pieces and stuff. Maybe I can kind of guess based on how much he brought of how much he uses at a time. Like if he only has a little bit, he's probably not eating a whole one every time or like eating half of it every time. It's a small pouch. Like the pouch itself is kind of like the size of your fist. So, you know, there's maybe half a dozen in there, but they're dried and they're in pieces. So if he's eating like a piece at a time of the size of pieces there are, then it looks to you like there's weeks and weeks of supplies there. Okay, okay. But you have no way of knowing how often he yeah. consumes it. Or if he's eating it straight up, or if he's putting in tea, or how much he carries around just in case if it's hard to get for him, or if he's like, oh, I find this stuff all the time. This is one dose. So, okay. Your work today has determined, like, that's what this is. So you can, at the very least... When Trick comes back with the things that are believed to counteract some of the pollen-type stuff, you have material that you could at least conduct experiments in dishes. Right. To kind of be like, all right, if I take some dapper ink cap and I take some pollen, what happens? And if I add these other things, what happens? So right. you have material that, like, tomorrow you can do... Experiments? Experiments. The back of my mind, I'm thinking Fenwin's fatal flaw might have been that she's just not pre-mixing them into unconscious bombs. Oh, you want her to weaponize the Dapper and Cap herself? That would do it. See, if she's worried about it, that would be, like, the fastest way to... Then you look and see if they have a leader. All right. So that is how this day is spent. Trick, do you have anything you want to say about your foraging activity? Not particular. I think it was frustrating. We didn't come across as many things we wanted. Some of them were just rare and... Or maybe out of season. Yeah, I think out of season is probably the right... right, It being summer now. We'll see either spring or winter herbs all right the next day he's still unconscious i'm assuming he is still unconscious so question about maintaining his health yeah i think now i'm gonna have to see to his i don't know how to nourish an unconscious person take some porridge and massage the throat to get him to swallow it or whatever there you go that'd be the most he's eaten in a long time that's how you get pneumonia I mean, I guess if he can still swallow, then it will work. But if he can't, then we can try it with water. You can start the day with a medicine check on how to keep your catch-in fed and watered. (laughs) If I have to do a tube or an IV or something. I'm not sure an IV is something that you would be able to imagine. Oh, yeah, because I don't know how food gets in the bloodstream. But the stomach... Do you wish to consult anybody? Who would know about... Do we have anybody that's healers that... Let me think about who would know... Sure, Fenwin. Is it Fenwin? She's a druid. Druids heal people. A lot of the elven healing is based on the primal magic, but there are certainly a need for field triage type stuff as well when you don't have your friendly druid nearby. I mean, you could ask Breda. She she knows a story or two. Clearly your mother has uh, been involved in some medical slash mental treatments of people in well, the past. That's true. I was actually wondering how catatonic Brendalil was, so... Your mother did mention that, like, she couldn't handle having to feed him as well as baby Heppa. That's a good point. 
Nice mother-daughter bonding experience. So mother, what do you know about feeding an unconscious person? You know what, I can ask mother. Okay. Am I afraid of her enough to... I mean, you guys did have a successful conversation a few days ago. Yeah, starting to feel like I might be able to get along with my family a little bit. She even recognized that you're a fully grown elf now, able to make your own decision. <laughs> okay, so yes, I'm going to go find mother and see if I if she has any knowledge, I guess. Maybe okay. she'll even just know. She might be like, yeah, I went to so-and-so. All right, please make a charm check. So, mother, <laughs> I can do proper upbringing with her. You can do proper upbringing with her. You can also take a bonus blue die because... This human matters to Thrandall, and therefore... Matters to her. Yes. Kind of would prefer that his researches not be upset, whatever it is that he does in his study. Her cool is a red and two purples. Yeah, so I'm wondering if I want to upgrade. My charm's not that great, but I also could just use map for it, probably. We can see how bad I piss off Mother, and then if that doesn't work, then maybe use map for it. Okay. Do a story point, then? Yeah, let's do a story point. All right. Oh, I fail. And a threat. Okay. I think the context for why this doesn't quite work is because you're, like, actually at home. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, touching too closely to, like, a thing we're not supposed to talk about in the house. Right, right. And so she's kind of like, why would you bring this up here? Yeah, you maybe know? maybe happens even, like, when at... I mean, when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you accidentally say the wrong thing and so she doesn't she doesn't want to have a time day to uh tell you that sort of information right trick yeah do i take strength for that threat then no that's right it's going in the threat pile all right yeah i'm not sure the right thing for trick to do in this situation so you could try to locate the remaining ingredients Um, that's true a possible approach would be a social route in case somebody happens to have stockpiled them. That's um, actually a good point. That Breda might be the kind of person who would have things. Uh, so so that, that would be a possibility. Okay. The other possibility would be to try contacting somebody else who might have access to these things. But that would involve yeah. trusting mate or a horse. I don't know how much time we have either. Like, this is what I'm doing today, essentially. Yes. Okay, okay. Trusting mate. <laughs> Magpies can fly fast and far. Like, oh, go deliver this matter to to Maul. Well, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but right. it was a four day walk from your village to South Tower. Oh, but if you can but, fly. But if you can fly, or if you can ride, it's less time. That is a good point. Trying to send Nate into the city, like that's somewhere he's been. Yeah, he lived there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, he would know how to get to the parting class. Probably not the Maul's shop. Yeah. What if I could attach a letter to him? And the fact of the matter is, he's your animal companion. Yeah, yeah, He will do what you tell him to do. <laughs> and we'll just have you roll to see how wacky he is. What hijinks he gets into. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Just trying to think of, like, what what words to send to what like, what short message to send to them all. You can also attach something to me. Mate carries That's stuff. That's true. So I could attach a sample of, like, the pollen stuff. Well, he already has that. He already has that. But okay. he hasn't sent his report yet, so right. encouraging him to send his report would be an avenue. Yes, so I think it would be asking if he could send report immediately, Stop. how to neutralize. 
Probably neutralized by the word. Your charm is going to be funneled through telegram. Telegram. What punctuation? A singing telegram. Oh, I just I tell Nate the message and he can relay it, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Dapper. Stupid. Damn it. <laughs> I don't think Nate yeah, is yeah, gonna yeah. make fun of you because I think Nate can read your agitation. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't think I can tell Nate a message for him to relay. I agree that... If it was one word, maybe. Yeah. If you want him to show up and say Pixie Dragon, he could handle that. Yes. Maybe Lala could hook you up with the Falcon site and you can write a smaller letter. How's your coordination? I mean, not the worst. But yes, I will send for Tumult if he can send instructions for neutralizing or substitutes for these items. The things that I don't have. That's probably the best I can do. Are you sending some form of payment? in which case this is a negotiation, or are you begging for aid, in which case this is charm? I'm trying to figure out, like, what can I attach that's not heavy, yeah. that is valuable? And then also, no, I don't I don't see that magic is going to enter this discussion in any way. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not going to bring it up. Okay. Uh, I will say, like, someone someone's hurt. Right. Because that might... And Damal has in his possession the weapon already. Yeah, yeah. And so if you communicate that the person had consumed Dapper Incap and it had a bad reaction with what Damal already possesses. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what is an appropriate thing I could offer to Damal? Because you would prefer to give him payment. I think, yes, that's easy for Damal. That's... He's, a, he's a professional. He's a professional. He understands. That's how okay. it works. Well, okay, so light things would be anything like maybe a spice or something. Yes, but I don't know what... Or maybe jewelry. Instead of, like, metal, maybe some sort of a gem would be lighter, but more valuable for the density. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know what Trick doesn't know what apothecarily is hard to come by in the in the city, but easy to acquire in the forest. Heba could make an apothecary check. Yeah, I was like, oh, a seed for a tree. He doesn't have it. He doesn't grow trees. Uh, but certain kinds of seeds could definitely be used in things. Or an IOU, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I think what Trick will do is, like, he will include a packet of like, useful seeds and herbs, and like, and if this is not sufficient payment, you can bring this letter to Esprit Forest, and I'll be happy to compensate you properly. Okay. Or I can this... put you on a payment plan that, that birds can carry. So one gold piece at a time. Yeah. All right. So, so you essentially, you make a down payment based on... Make or give instructions for. Right, right. I want you to make a roll, though, to, like, either... You make a roll to assess what you think is best to send him, or you talk with Hepa, or maybe you make a roll together, or are you saying Trick is not bothering Hepa today because Hepa seems to be like surrounded by vials and test tubes and whatever? I think Trick is probably not bothering Hepa. Okay. It's the reality of the situation. All right. If you'd like me to make an alchemy check. Then I will ask you to make a default alchemy check. I have, you know, three intelligence. What about again. a survival check for things that you know might be only local here, like even an animal oh. or... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Things oh. that are... Maybe well, fenomen things could actually be good. Okay. Animal things are definitely harder to get your hands okay. on. I was thinking a role to, like, judge what would be useful to Demal, but if the role is really more to be, like, what is endemic to our forest, yeah. then that would be a survival. It could be... I mean, you could just be, like, what's rare here and maybe useful in some way, or poisonous yeah. in some way, or it seems like it's more than just grass. Okay. The difficulty of this check is just going to be average. Okay. Three successes. So you assemble a little packet that you can put over Mate's head or have him carry or whatever. Probably like I, I tie it to his feet. 
knowing that he can feel free to untie yeah, it. Yeah, if he it gets too heavy, you need to take a break, untie it. We'll go straight to Ulrich, but Damal is the word I give him. Okay, and you're putting a letter inside this little pouch as yeah, well. Tiny little pouch. Okay. Hopefully Alric recognizes him because Alric can't read either. But maybe but he, he knows says, the bird. But if he says Damal, yeah. the other thing too is if birds show up with letters in them, yes, he Alric, just gets Damal. Yeah, Alric can't read himself, but he can certainly. Okay, so I would like to just review what important points are included in this note. Does the note say anything about who this is for? Just a a human. Okay, so no names. The dapper ink cap is specifically mentioned, and the palm is specifically yes. mentioned. And if he can send modified recipe or, oh, and or you include, if he could send it, and a counter agent. Include information about what you've managed together so far. Yeah, like, this is what we have on hand. This is what we think we need. Also, do you have any other ideas? Yeah. I do both sides of the... Okay. Then I want you to make a negotiation roll. Yep. Damal is just red-purple. Remote negotiation. The other thing would be... Do you use any language to try to manipulate them all into helping it? I don't think I can do that in terms of, like, verse. No, no, no. I didn't mean manipulate magically. Oh, but like I just meant, like, you know a fair bit about them all. Do you try to pull on any strings? I mean, I would say that, like, a man is injured. A man who's not injured. <laughs> no, no, but you guys are the same clan. Yeah, that doesn't seem to have a lot of pull with them all. <laughs> he did give you spices. You know what is important to Damal to a certain extent. Yeah, I will say, like, a man is injured. Okay. And I know he's got a professional, like, as a doctor of sorts. Do you say a man is injured? Do you say a human is injured? Do you say a person is injured? To be specific, a trick will say a human is injured. Okay. So if you think you gotta get a blue dye for appealing to, like, his hypocrite... Get, a, get a blue dye. I think that's really all I got. Okay. That is a negative. There are two advantages. All right. I uh, will tell you what that means when your bird returns. So, Peppa, make a medicine check without your mother's aid. I guess at this point I'm just looking to see if he can... If his epiglottis moves over when he swallows, then we can put food down his mouth without The medicine choking. check is not so fine-grained as that. The medicine <laughs> check is, this can, covers, can I feed him? Can I feed him? All right. So what's and the difficult... I will have fed him if this all goes well. One purple. Two threads. Got a whole lot of successes. Just take a tongue depressor stick and just... No, it turns out he can swallow without choking. Well, that's good. If you hold his head up properly. That's what I'm going to decide. So you have worked out how to get food and liquid into him, and you just give him normal, general, bland food to sustain him. Yeah. His favorite. Well, stuff that's easy to digest. Okay. And then you conduct some alchemy experiments today. So please make an alchemy roll. And I do not administer any more dapper ink cap at this point. Okay. <laughs> Unless... You do not include dapper ink cap in his <laughs> stew today. All right. What's the difficulty of the alchemy? So this alchemy check, its purpose is to see how the dapper ink cap and the pollen and the first set of ingredients, just stuff about how they react with each other and things like that. Right. So I'm going to set this at average because this is mainly just observational at this point with okay. no repercussions unless, you know, you blow up you and catch him in his hut. Sounds like the worst case scenario is I breathe it in and then I can't cast for a day or two. Oh, I'm unconscious. That'll be obvious what happened. Be more information. Success with four advantages. Okay. Do you have thoughts on advantages or do you just want them to, like, give you additional information? 
like if I can do a little bit more for him. And maybe the medicinal information is helpful here. I don't know if like I could just feed him extra good. It's alchemy, but you're doing it in Catch's Hut. So if right. you want some of those advantages to go towards improving his actual like nourished state, right? You know, you're there in the room with him. You could be like, well, we're feeding you again. You can't stop having seconds. Right, right, right. Or right. you know, we're adding like some extra stuff to the porridge because you know he's malnourished, and so right, you're right. like. This will help compensate for some of your other issues. Here's some valuable vitamins. Yeah, I would like to put some to that. Okay. Add some lettuce to his porridge. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking maybe some vitamin C. Okay. So we'll say two advantages can go towards that. Yeah. And then two advantages can go towards me revealing extra information. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So you take the pollen mix and you take elixir of ink cap you know you like suffuse it in one of your dissolving things i feel very alchemical and uh you know you make sure you tie a mask around your face soaked in water so hopefully you won't breathe anything in while you're doing this and you had advantages so you're not right hurting yourself in the I process just do it oh, i don't know what we have that's clear that i could rig a basically a fume hood you know, you, you can decide to do it with the window open. Yeah, yeah, I can do it by the window. Yeah. You can have uh, Endophilus there with, like, a big leaf, like, waving it. to <laughs> come over and I, if I failed, then he would just be unconscious. And, and like, then we always like, find... no, he's just napping again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you do find that these two things interact with each other. Right. Like, they make, like, some sort of a, a physical thing when they do it, or they do some, like, you can see what they're doing There is, you know, something. like, fizzing or whatever. Okay. There is a physical interaction between them. It's not a purple gas, because that seems like that'd be fun. Actually, if you'd like to use those advantages to have a blue die on a primal check, then you could make a primal roll. This is just kind of like a utility function to kind of, like, watch with, like, your fey senses, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See what... No, that would be good because if, the, if it's actually magic, magical interaction, yeah, that sounds great. Wish I had a rune to do this. So it's just <laughs> going to be an easy check. So right now you're seeing there is an actual physical reaction between these things. Right, and, and I'm checking for a magical, if I can yeah. see. So three advantages on that and success. So from a physical standpoint, you can see that I'm going to be a little hand wavy here with science in the real world. Right. Because it's magic. A physical effect of these things colliding with each other would produce a chemical that could knock somebody out, which is what she has said several times is her goal. Right. To incapacitate a person. If the reactive agent of the dapper ink cap is present, then it will react with the pollen and it will produce something that has the effect of knocking a person out. So you observe that. But you're also seeing on the magical level, you can see that there's this kind of like ebb and flow of like how much fey energy is present. So like the pollen and things like that, they're all nature. They're all like infused with the life force. The dapper ink cap is definitely some kind of phage of sorts. And you can see like as you mix these things that like, like whatever. it's consuming the fey magic? Is that what you Yeah, like the whatever natural magic the pollen has, there's clearly some sort of struggle going on there. Okay. With the dapper ink cap like trying to fight that off. Okay. So there is something working on that level. 
but there's enough other stuff mixed in with this pollen that the dapper incap loses that fight. Okay. So you have heard that dapper incap could interfere with elvish magic. You've heard from Moses that it can suffocate them. Right. You see a little bit of that in action here, except she's mixed up something that is like kind of strong enough to fight back against that. Right. And that is your day of alchemical activity. So maybe she's actually started an antidote. She wanted them to be unconscious, but she's maybe made an antidote for a vampire cap. Sounds like you. Yeah. Elves are just fortify their diet with some of this. Just eat the pollen every day. Yeah. Just make the weapons ineffective. Oh, so she should actually just open a spice stand? Yeah, it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> causes sneezes. Well, maybe it shouldn't be inhaled. <laughs> yeah. All right. It is the next day. A magpie comes screaming into town. A falcon hot on its heels. Crash me. <laughs> no, you have to land in a branch, Adder, or whichever. Falcon Mate is. looks exhausted. Sneaks back into his <laughs> roost. Mate is not carrying anything. That, that's fine. Because Mate needed a fighting chance. Adderin is laden with the delivery. Well, good job making Adderin, you know, convincing Adderin to fly faster. Mate sticks his head out of your backpack where he's got his little roost. Gives a stupid, stupid call up at Adderin. Ties it closed. And then like closes the door back up. And Adderin just tilts her head and kind of like snaps her beak a little bit. A lot of field mouths I have left over from... Adderin is wearing some kind of crazy getup. So she has a sort of harness of sorts. She's still got full yeah. wing movement. And it's got like latches and things on it so that it can be like taken off her. But it's so that she can hold something against the front of her body. And it is similar to what HEPA jury rigged previously, but clearly somebody with actual like leather working skill, as well as metal working, like because the latches are, are Wait like Wait a minute, is Cersei's mark on this? I'm tired of making horseshoes and harnesses for pumpkins. Yeah, I hate animals. <laughs> Remember, the parting glass had, like, an elaborate system of mirrors and lights along the ceiling. That is true. So, like, you're seeing some more examples here of the Manu... Craftwork. Yeah, like, engineering craftworky type stuff. If their entire culture is anti-magic, they have good reason to further develop their actual mechanical skills. So, you acquire a field mouse for payment. Yep. Toss it up. Toss it up. She flies and snatches it. She lands on a lower branch, but unless you're going to put out an arm for her to land on, you're going to have to approach her. All right. Lots of leather. Okay. I feel like your wineskin gets a lot of use. It does. Mate sees what you're doing and makes... He's huddled in. Yeah, but oh, okay. you're putting... He pops out occasionally. He's monitoring He's the situation. So he sees that you're wrapping your arm in leather, and so he makes the descend whistle. Since, since he does that. Yeah. Since... He's such a good boy, because I know he doesn't want her to get closer. So first he comes out of your bag and he flies away a little bit and then he's also learning to throw his voice. Yeah. Then he makes the call so that he's actually not actually nearby. Adern comes down and it's kind of like belt buckle type stuff. You can unlatch everything. And that seems to be the indicated. Well, she kind of starts like picking at it with her beak a little bit. She's not as deft, but she knows that it gets removed. She's also not as daft as Mate. <laughs> Trick will unlatch it using his powerful opposable thumbs. Give her a break from it. She'll yeah. be happy to have it off for a little bit. You just enjoy your snack. 
<laughs> See, you like remove the whole contraption from her, and she flies back up to a branch and like starts preening to like fix all her feathers that have gotten out of sorts. All right, what do we got here? So you have a letter from Damal. Okay, well that's good. The letter from Damal says. Um, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't even say matter. We're all matter. <laughs> <laughs> No, he addresses you trick of the Manu because the Manu heritage is very important from his respect and he believes that you need to like need further better know and understand, yeah. you know, your Manuness. So you are addressed as trick of the Manu. He is signed off as the Val of the Manu. He tells you that Alric is carrying your debts. Carrying my oh, debts. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Isn't that what Alric does? That's not good. That's good. No, we can go maybe work off the debt or something. This bar didn't get messed up too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're thinking. Oh, I thought about my streetwise. No, no, no. Alric covered. Yes, the, the bank cost. of Alric. The bank of Alric. As you were wont to refer to it. We'll have to go back and make a payment. Did he return like the the seeds? It's like these are. Thanks no. for the gesture, but. No, he accepted those as a down payment. Yeah. But you didn't make the negotiation roll, so yeah. you do owe him. Yep. For the consultation. And actually, he says, not just your debts, but also Hepa's. Because, like, Hepa sent him a letter, which was really, like, a request for a consultation from his <laughs> perspective. That is true. Yeah, okay. So, essentially, you two now have accounts that are in debt. At the Bank of Alwork. At the Bank of Alwork. Excellent. But he includes, like, his analysis of the material in the pollen. There is also, like, because he is including in this a reply to Hepa's earlier questions, there's a treatise on the four elements Fire, water, air, and earth. So the Doomfolk I've mentioned to you are not in any of the actual campaigns, but they exist as a playable thing. So there's been a lot of discussion on like Doomfolk culture for if they eventually do enter mainline campaigns. Right. And that includes their philosophy. So yes, there's four elements in Doomfolk philosophy. Some argue that the ether is a fifth element. <laughs> Others say, no, magic is evil. Don't touch it. So anyway. We know what camp Damal's in. <laughs> so Damal tells you there are four elements. He does not mention ether at all, it being... Not an element. And not at all something you should be concerned with. Damal knows magic exists, but he does not practice anything that he believes is magic. Right. So this is all humors and, like, this thing quenches the fire and this organ and this blah, blah, blah. So that's the lens that he describes how all these things operate in. And while you may find that this is really operating on the liver through a magical means, he's interpreting it through these elements. Don't tell him he's doing magic. He may actually be doing some magical things. He is most definitely not doing magic. I'm sure if I watched, I could see it. Yeah, so you have received valuable information pertaining to the whole dapper and cap pollen situation from an expert alchemist. Who probably did a lot of the same stuff I did, except for better. But he also, he wasn't able to observe it by monitoring the magic side of it. So he will have reached some of the same conclusions as you. He will also have reached other additional conclusions. So Trick can share this information with HEPA. Yeah, yeah, definitely right away. This will give HEPA an upgrade to trying to produce something to neutralize the current effect. Right. Because what you are finding is there... <laughs> you never did try the whole bellow, the lungs clear thing, because 
at that point you realize like things are in his bloodstream and right. like yeah. the lungs are not really going to be the problem here. If he had just been carrying Dapper Ink Cap and it had reacted, then maybe the lungs issue, but because it's actually fully in his system, yeah. there's a larger issue at play here, which is whatever this fight is between the pollen and the Dapper Ink Cap is going on throughout his whole body. And this is what is like suppressing his brain functioning right now. Right. So he needs more dapper ink cap? You can suggest that. Like and, I, and, well. and, and I will say that is a completely legitimate approach to swamp out the effect of the pollen. Is that the wisest approach? You don't know. Right now, HEPA has chosen not to keep dosing him with dapper right. ink cap, which if you continue this for long enough, if you're willing to say... I don't want to mess with anything. I just want to wait it out. You could just keep him in this state and not give him any more dapper ink cap and see like... The pollen runs out of... Let the pollen run its course. You don't know how long that would take. Yeah. But that's an approach you could try. Well, I mean, at this point, all I know about dapper ink cap usage is psychological stuff. So... Unless there's other medical uses, it's not like... There's a half human right here. You could... Numbers are here, Mary on the counter. Let's see if she wants help. <laughs> the problem would be if, like, if I neutralize a depper ink cap, what effects is he relying on that he's taking that? Yes. So then my assumption would be that's not going to kill him. But I could overdose him on depper ink cap. That could kill him. So I feel like the worst case scenario is whatever psychological ailment he has. How do we know it's psychological? That's the only thing I know that you use to treat depper ink cap. Sir Martinick. His right, elixir right. contained extract of yeah. ink cap. In humans, that's what I know about. So. And you have this message from Damal, who did extra research and experimentation on Dapper ink cap because of trick-specific questions. He essentially like breaks down like these are the active agents in Dapper ink cap, and you could make an extract from Dapper ink cap that would contribute to, like, what Sir Martinick's taking and things like that. Right. So somebody who is just flat out consuming Dapper Ink Cap without doing that, they would be experiencing more of the side effects. Right. You know from Sir Martinick's elixir that Damal thought it wasn't made as well as it could be, and he refined it and added some additional things. Those things were to counteract some of the binders in Dapper Ink Cap that have negative effects so that you would just be getting the desirable effect from the Dapper Ink Cap. Not enough of those things were canceled out in Race's version. So if Kachin is just snacking on Dapper Ink Cap, he is suffering a variety of side effects and his whole like glossed over state, that's probably not, he's not taking it to be numb. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know what effect he's counting on. That's the problem. Right. I but can you can only just assume the trauma would be the thing. But you know, like the numbness is an effect of the dapper ink cap that is not the active agent for whatever Sir Martinick was taking. Right. It takes you the full day right. to like study over Damal's message and try to understand it. So I need an alchemy role from Hepa today to understand this material, you are getting an automatic upgrade because it is prepared by a master alchemist, but you're also getting a black dye because it is completely ignoring the whole magical 
leg of alchemy. Right. So it's going to be two purples. You have one story point. Do I want to use a story point? Oh, you know what? I want to use a story point. I think it would be great if there could be a display on this. That seems an important thing. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. Success and a triumph. What do you want for your triumph? What do I want for my triumph? I was doing alchemy, so I understood. Maybe I have some insight, and maybe I can get an upgrade for whatever I'm going to craft. Whatever insight, narratively, is just like, oh, okay, so I understand how it would neutralize this. Okay. Maybe I just use an upgrade, and if I do really well, maybe I can also not kill him. Okay. <laughs> so you succeed the alchemy roll, so you understand the model's lesson, you understand his points. I'm going to write this, this thing down. I'm taking this with me to study later. <laughs> this letter includes a variety of things, callbacks to the letter you sent them all. And so there's a bunch of like, no, of course this doesn't do that. And like, your theory on this is completely wrong for these ten reasons. That was like, debunked centuries ago. Um, Wait till I tell mother that I've got a, a tutor. A Manu tutor. Um, oh. He can definitely not come around. We're going to have to, we'll, we'll just have to send in payment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been shown that Heffa can actually learn when she has one-on-one tutoring. It That's was true. being in the classroom, a classroom of what, up to five elves. I know, I, need that. I need that flexibility that only one-on-one affords. So also included was a few of the the reagents, the, okay. a few of the herbal ingredients that were not able to be found in the forest by Trick's crew. Okay. So you have all the components that you need for your apothecary check. So you'll be making the roll tomorrow and it will have an upgrade on it from your keen insight into the situation. Right. So then it sounds like I might even also have enough information to kind of make something that might at least be a reasonable substitute or replacement for the Dapri cap he was taking without overdosing him. If you want that, then that's the triumph instead of an upgrade to your roll that you're making to treat his current problem. The hard part about that is I feel like it would help to have him be awake to tell me what he's trying to do before I'm, like, dosing him with... So there's... Koch has got two problems. He is currently in a coma that needs to be treated. You can use the triumph to upgrade the role for the thing you will administer to treat that situation. Right. Aside from that whole situation, Kachin is taking Dapper Ink Cap for right. some reason. It sounded like you were interested in making a concoction for him to use that is better than his current, I'll just eat this mushroom. That is a completely separate thing from, I need to make him conscious again. In my mind, I was thinking that there might be also a need for when he wakes up for him to actually have not just be completely removed from the dappering cap. Right now, he hasn't taken any in three days because you're feeding him in his unconscious state and you're not adding it. So he's being weaned off it at this point. Right. Then the question would be, does Hepa really want to bring him out of the coma, or does she really want to make a, a better solution for what he's doing? Keeping in mind that you do not know why he is taking it. Yeah. And I will also add that he has that book, which you looked at initially and couldn't make anything of at the time. Right. But you haven't like consulted your father or his library or anybody else about it at all. Right. I understand Hepa's time is being taken up with the apothecary stuff, but I just want to make sure you have all the facts in place here. You don't know why he's taking Dapper Incap, so 
that is going to make it very difficult for you to create something that will have the same effect when you don't know what the effect is that you want. I just know personally that there are some things that you don't want to just stop taking suddenly because then it's actually worse than anything. It can really mess you up. The sooner you wake him up, the sooner you could just ask him why. Yeah, I mean, assuming point, that he's desperate. not taking it because he's like crazy without it, then I guess maybe we just give him some. Well, we'll find out. So yeah, let's just use it for the upgrade and then... What he's using the Dapper Incap for could be a tomorrow problem. He already has a solution, presumably, for taking it. Damal would know how to make something. We have resources. We can just keep him alive, and hopefully he's not using it to squelch his evil, crazy necromancer nature that summons all the... I mean, he hasn't been doing a very good job of squelching it, if that's what he's (laughs) taking it for. I'm Jennifer here. Damal's treatise on the Four Elements was inspired by a thread on Dunefolk lore that I read on the Battle for Westmouth forums. The part that particularly caught my attention was this. Four elemental forces each bleed through into the material plane. The sun bleeds through and creates the scorched deserts. The seas bleed through and create the fertile coasts and river valleys. The winds bleed through and create the windswept highlands. The deeps bleed through and create the mineral-rich underground. This was posted by forum user Gype. After this part, there was some discussion of the ether, which factored heavily into my explanations of magic as our game progressed. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmouth video game and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at diceystories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at delborovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westmouth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westmouth project. Visit them at westmouth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you The only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.